106.7 WTLC FM Greenwood, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on. And at Around Indy. It's Open Lines Live. What's going on? From the Race Gilman Northeast Kia Studios on 106.7 WTLC. Hold up. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is 8 o'clock on this Sunday. February 18th, 2024, All-Star Weekend here in the Circle City. And for the most part, it has been a great weekend. I won't say uneventful because it has always been something, but uh, we are here. This is the last day of All-Star Big Game tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium. We started off with a bang, didn't we, with that snowstorm coming right at rush hour on Friday. So that made for some good memories. Last night, I was out late, got to introduce Shaq uh, at uh, a fundraiser for Glam and Groom, which we told you about here last week uh, here on Open Line. So that was pretty cool. So uh, this morning at 7 to 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, we are back up at it, uh, ready to go for one more day of festivities here in the Circle City. On the show today, at first, he didn't want to be chief. And now, he is the permanent chief of the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. We will be talking with our new permanent chief, Chris Bailey. He joins us this morning at 8.30 right here on Open Lines to find out what is his vision for IMPD, why he decided after first saying he didn't want the permanent job and only wanted to be acting chief. Uh, Did he have a change of heart and decided to take on the role uh, permanently? Our first interview with... I almost called him Deputy Chief, but now he is Chief Chris Bailey in his new permanent role as Chief coming up this morning at 8.30. We'll also find out uh, the very latest on what is happening in the world of all-star and public safety, uh, how IMPD is continuing to protect the city uh, from the worst uh, that we've seen in other places like Kansas City in just this last week. All that more coming up this morning on the show, but we will start with open lines for the first half, 317-634-1075, 317-634-1075. Good to be with you on this Sunday morning. Uh, like I said, it was a late night for me. Got back mm, to something in the morning. Um, and so right after this show, the bed is calling my name. If it can't be done from a laptop or uh, from the comfort of my bed, it's not happening today. And uh, so now I got to call my mom because she keeps asking me to come over and put together uh, a steamer, it ain't happening today, boo. Well, we, we'll shoot for tomorrow. It's not. It's not going down today. Uh, Cam is going back to bed. We're gonna watch some All Star. Uh, well, it might be watching me to be honest with you. Uh, buff from home. Three one seven six three four one zero seven five six three four one zero seven five. That's our new number here at the station as we begin our segment of open lines. Let us know what's going on where you are, anything you want to sound off on, something we need to know about. I still do say uh, a shout out to all of DPW, uh, who despite uh, the the bad timing of Friday's storm, uh, was still out and was clearing streets as quickly as they could. Um, Friday was, was something special. You know, I was 
for those of you who are new here, one of my, my other, 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 other job, I drive a school bus and, uh, that's what I was doing at, uh, Friday when the snowstorm hit and, you know, they said it was going to snow. I was watching for the snow and I was driving my route and I'm telling you, I went into one neighborhood and it was snowing, no problem. But when I came back out that same neighborhood, the street was completely covered in the first layer of snow. And I said, Oh, 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 it's going down. Now we got a problem. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't get off that bus until seven o'clock, but I'm usually off of it, uh, at five after pulling some folks out of a ditch and whatnot. So, uh, Hey, it is what it is. It, it, it happened. Uh, the, the streets were not salted, um, uh, in most places. Um, but we got through it, kick off our all-star weekend this morning. There is also, uh, some other news that we do have to share with you. And that is, uh, what we didn't want on all-star weekend. And that was multiple shootings that have happened, uh, overnight here in Indy. Uh, sounds like the snow kept everybody inside, um, for the most part on Friday, but uh, this morning we have three people who were shot. Um, one of them has died after a shooting over on the west side, over on Rockville Road. Let me tell you about this one. Officers were preparing to raid the Onyx Event Center, who was actually hosting an illegal party. The building had already been issued a cease and desist order and was not actually allowed to host any functions. So as officers were actually pulling up and staging outside the building, Numerous people started to run out and reported someone had been shot inside. Officers located two men. One was pronounced deceased. A second was lifeline to IU West. A third victim, an adult female, was found inside of a black vehicle. She was transported to the hospital in stable condition. Police say a lot of the people ran out of the building and may have witnessed something. Uh, if you were there, of course, police want to hear from you. They're asking you to call the IMPD detective's office or, of course, remain uh you can remain anonymous and call uh, Crime Stoppers. But they want to know what happened this morning at 1218. That was at 7545 Rockville Road. But there's more. Two two men were shot, this time at uh, West 71st Street, 5025 West, 20, West 71st Street. This one happened at 1230 this morning. Two adult males were shot at the venue at 56 Event Center. Uh, from what police say, there was a lot of chaos and a lot of screaming. And then there was one more incident this morning. One person shot and killed, this time at 5738 Little Creek Drive. Happened at 540 this morning. Police reported uh, shots fired, located an adult male shot and killed in a car. Uh, the car was parked. Uh, the car was parking, but was not parked in a parking spot next to the apartment complex. So obviously prayers for uh, all of these people and uh, their families who are uh, dealing with this here. Uh, this morning. And of course, as we said, it is All-Star Weekend. We got a lot of folks here in town and this was one of the things we don't ever want to see happen, but especially right now when we have company over, just want everybody to be out, be able to go out and have a good time and celebrate. So uh, prayers and we wish all the best to the people involved in those. So those are all happening just this morning, literally today, everything happening after uh, midnight. 317-634-1075, 317-634-1075. That's what's uh, making headlines this morning as we start the show. 17 degrees here in Indy today. Uh, it is going to warm up to 38, so it'll feel pretty warm comparatively to the 14 lower teens that we had the other day. And then if you are off tomorrow, you're going to get a nice warm 45-degree high. We'll only drop down to 20 tomorrow as we uh, 
as many people get a day off. All right, let's go to the phones. 317-634-1075. 317-634-1075. That's our new number here at the radio station. If you don't already have it, lock that in the phone. Let's talk to you. Let's go to the phones. Let's take it from the top. We'll start with caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? How you doing there, Cameron? I'm good, Larry. How are you? Just fine after going to the State House for the first part of our session down there at the General Assembly, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I just noticed a disturbing trend, right? There is a divide in the black community between the homosexuals, right? Okay. They are going down to the State House under the name of the Urban League and the uh, NAACP, actually lying on the black community, bringing all kind of false, derogatory, slanderous uh, data down there that they've contrived mm-hmm. to try to influence uh, legislation. They don't know what they're talking about. And another thing is the pastors are coming down there, too, for some program, uh, House Bill uh, 50. Now, this bill would allow pastors to go into our schools and go, do so-called uh, mentoring and so forth to our kids and so that they were structured so that they get paid for it. That's an abomination, uh, Cameron. They don't need to be anywhere around our kids uh, uh, concer- concerning the state of the black church right now. They need to stay in their pulpits and leave people alone. You know, another thing is this a celebration we're having, right? Now, I was down at the city council committee meeting of, of, uh, of, uh, of administration and finance, right? Mm-hmm. When they appropriated $75 million out of the general fund to fund this whole thing that's going on downtown. When these people come to town, we are a patsy, right? Because we, we uh, eliminate all the taxes on their income. We uh, eliminate the hotel tax. We uh, set up that big floor you see down there. We pay for that. I mean, and then they got the nerve to be in Lucas Hall Stadium packing a million boxes full of garbage and slop to hand out to people that are on the poor end of the stick. So I went to a meeting, uh, another meeting, Metropolitan Development. Maggie Lewis is the chair. They reveal that that her department is based 75% of their their income is off of grants pursuant to the uh, homeless and uh and and despaired uh population in this city that's what they're doing all, all this right. building on or most of it but people need to watch these people because they're dangerous right especially these black homosexuals all right. they're trying to lie on us and slander they all right stop thank slandering you larry me. They're all slanderous. right thank you larry all right 317-634-1075 317-634-1075 starting the show off with open lines what's on your mind what do you need to let us know about what do we need to pay attention to what's happening in your street your area call us let us know 317-634-1075 let's go to the caller on two good morning you're live on open lines who's this hello line two all right, I'll come back to you. Caller online. Well, let's do it like this. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, you know, there's one more button that I have to hit. My bad, y'all. Caller on line three, two. I'll come back to you. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine, sir. You were talking about leading off here with the... Uh... Another tragic night of fatal shootings and violence in in town, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised this happened. I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen. Anyway, uh, speaking of the NBA All-Star Game escapade, uh, I personally know of two things 
that have occurred here in the recent days, Cameron. And you know how to reach me, so mm-hmm. I hope you call me so I can convey a lot of stuff to, to you because I don't want to humiliate certain groups I'm getting ready to mention here on the radio show, okay? Uh-oh. All right. Anyway, uh, there, like I said, a couple situations that happened in the last three or four days and like the Pacers and what the NBA, what they call the local organizing committee, is what they call themselves. What's there's that? Like an organizing, there's like an NBA or like all-star game uh, committee or organizing yeah. committee. They should be out and out ashamed of themselves for what I know of that has occurred here in the last couple of days. And I welcome – you know how to reach me. And if anybody else listening here wants to reach me, you feel free to give them my contact information because this needs to get out there. And I'm not going on here. I'll have respect and empathy for them and won't go on here and humiliate them on this radio show. All right. Thank you, sir. You take care of yourself. All right. You too. Good to hear from you. 317-634-1075. Caller online too. Let's go back to you because I did you dirty the first time. That was my bad. Good morning. You're live on open lines. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you today? Good, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Greetings to everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this real quick. Um there was a, a king that had a son, and then there was a religious person called the Pope. And so they gave us this um ordained this uh, religious Jesus. Now, people say, Paul, you know, you wasn't there back then and all these different types of things. And I say, okay, well, then three months ago, the Pope is on the on the television saying that same-sex marriages is okay now as long as uh, they're not doing it at the Catholic churches. Uh, these are the same people that have pushed their agenda, whether it be violence, homosexuality, uh, the robbing and stealing the land and different things. Uh, we, uh, when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, and when these brothers was living, you haven't seen anybody step up uh, to the day as as the way that they stepped up. And the main reason why is because people know that these people are killers, and they killed them. When Martin Luther King was starting to be educated on what was really going on, they had to get rid of him. So I don't care how many radio stations people appear on, talk about, but there is no action being taken against these people. Now, this new police chief that's getting ready to come on, again, it was their piece of paper that allowed these guns and different things to be in our children's hands. It was these people that were that are causing all of this chaos and stuff. And even when we have uh, different events going on. These are just distractions. See, because those six black men that were killed in Africa, the largest bank owners, we're not paying no attention to that. And as I look around in the different cities, with all of this murder, death, kill being reported every single day, we have to come to the understanding that we have to stop these people, stop this government, get away from this ridiculous religious stuff, And speaking of religion, a lot of y'all going to church today. Well, read Psalms 82. If you're not rescuing the poor, if you're not delivering the poor out of the hands of the wicked, the Father said you are God's, and the foundations of the earth is shaken because of you. That's because we're not doing the things that we're supposed to be doing to protect not only ourselves, but our neighbors and our children. So until until we come 
to know that we have the power to walk in this righteousness. And All right, Paul, I got to go. Bye, Cameron. Have All right. a great day. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 317, interesting thoughts. 317-634-1075. 317-634-1075. That's the new number as we have open lines. You can call in. Let us know what's on your mind, what you want to let the folks know about, what's going on on your side of town, your organization, what do we need to know about, what we need to pay attention to. Something you want to highlight, dial us. Our new number, 317-634-1075. Uh, coming up here at 830, we will have our first interview uh, with Chris Bailey with the new title of permanent IMPD chief. That's coming up here at 830. In the meantime, we're still on the phone lines at 317-634-1075. I think we are down to caller number five. Good morning. You're live on open lines. Who's this? Good morning. This is Michelle M. Hayes, Cameron. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I wanted to tell you about a great event that's going to be happening today. It's free. It's at the Indianapolis Arts Garden uh, that's connected to the mall. It's a butter event, and we're inspiring culture and narrating the future. And so two local authors, Leah Johnson, who also mm -hmm. owns um, Loudmouth for Banned Books, and then Maurice Broadus, uh, who's an Afrofuturist author, uh, will be there, and I will be moderating. So it's for at 2 o'clock downtown. It is free. We'd love to see everybody there. And uh, I hope everybody is enjoying the All-Star Game. I think there are a lot of fun events and a lot of free events, which is great. Well, thank you so much for calling and letting us know that that is going on. Appreciate you. Thanks, Cameron. Have a great day. You Bye. too. She always always lets us know what's going on uh, behind the scenes as well. So sometimes a lot of the community events that I find out about, find out about because of her. Thank you. 317-634-1075. Uh, 317-634-1075. Let's go up to caller. On line one. Good morning. Who's this? Yes, this is Anthony McNair, a.k.a. King Nut McNair. All right. Talk to service. me. Yeah. Hey, Colonel, check this out. Do y'all know your governor has swindled away $1 billion from the people who aren't? Uh, SSI and S not SSI. We get the home care and the family member taking care of them, and they not paying them. Cause the governor took a billion from them, and y'all need to line up with me and let's ride up to the governor's mansion and evict them, just like that, uh -huh. militarily. I appreciate he's talking about some changes going on with the FSSA. Uh, information and money that is happening. I need to look that one up. That is a, a ongoing discussion on how payments are changing for people who uh, do get health care services. That is a, a bill and topic of discussion over at the state house this year. 317-634-1075. Let's go to caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Line three. Hello. All right. Let's go to four. Line four, you're live on the air. Who's this? All right, I think I'm pressing wrong buttons. Let's try five. Line five, are you there? Oh, wait a minute. I turned off the Hello? wrong button again. Line five, hey, you're there. This is Pierre. Pierre, good me? morning. Yes, I can. Hey, man. Hey, I wanted to hit you to a situation uh, with these uh, ballot challenges um, here in Marion County, um, you know there's that uh, big case with uh, John Russ um, 
as to whether the Supreme Court's going to let him stay on the ballot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then there's this local thing where you've got um, somebody challenging Gene Bro for that seat, you know, and um, State uh, District uh, 34, Senate District 34. Uh, the person challenging her, I guess her name is uh, Shania Graves. And um, I guess her, uh, you know, I, she's the daughter of Keith Graves, right? Okay. Now, here's the thing. Um, there's a rule that you have to have voted in the last two primaries in order to be on the ballot. Otherwise, somebody can challenge you. Or you can get the permission of the county chairman to be on the ballot, right? So I'm like... What is the big deal? I mean, you know, the girl's a Democrat. And, uh, you know, that's the problem I have with these, you know, some of these uh, folks. They sit in these seats for 18 years. And then when somebody comes along and uh, wants to run against them, there's this big, you know, oh, let's keep them off the ballot. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's uh, challenge them. Why not let them run? Maybe the maybe the folk out there in the uh, uh, state senate, the uh, thirty four district, maybe they want somebody new, you know. And I just don't understand this, you know. And uh, I would hope that Mila would uh, Eldridge would uh, the county chairman would, uh, you know, step in and let the girl run, you know. Um, I, you know, I had the you had the uh, Marion County prosecutor on yesterday, Ryan Mears, and he's of the opinion that uh, he doesn't like uh, when people are kept off the ballot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was you know, and she's she's young, and she's I guess she's in her twenties or you know or whatever, and you know, yes, for young people to step up and do something. And then you got these old guard people standing in the way wanting to challenge everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, Cameron? I mean, you're a young guy. As I uh, always say, as I said at an event that I was hosting uh, earlier on Monday, um, which was actually non-political, but it was the same uh, sentiment of, hey, it's time to pass it on to the next generation. You can only hold on to it for so long because when you don't, then you look unprepared. Cameron, they want to sit there forever, man. They don't want to give up that power. They don't want to give up that paycheck. But they ain't doing nothing. I know. I know. Come on. They yeah. ain't doing nothing. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Thank you, Pierre. Appreciate it. 317-634-1075. There were like two or three people that I accidentally hung up on. So if I hung up on you, Call back. That's totally my bad. That was me. That was that wasn't you. That was me. 317-634-1075. 317-634-1075. Let's take it from the top. Let's hit line one. Caller, you're live on the air. Who's this? Hi, it's Reggie. Good morning. I listen to you every Sunday. Hi, Reggie. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming back. Uh, I just like to say there's too much emphasis on homophobia. Uh, yeah, there were a American- couple calls on that today, and I'm not sure why. 
Now, great American youth serves in the military. Great American youth has made many inroads for the black community in jobs, corporation, and government. Great American youth are good people. Everybody's not some uh, lowlife. We've got too many great American youth out here and all around the world. Whites have accepted each other. We need to move on. There are too many things going on in the black community, mentoring, uh uh, helping people, donating money to the poor. There are a lot of good things that people do. Let's get off these other topics because great American youth has moved on. It's a new generation. All Thank right. you. Reggie, appreciate the call. 317-634-1075. 317-634-1075. That's our new number here at the radio station on our Monument Circle Studios. Having open lines for the next couple of minutes until we go uh, to a commercial break, and then we will talk with uh, our new chief of police, Chris Bailey, who is now in that position permanently. But for right now, we're talking to you about whatever is on your mind. You have the floor. A caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Hi, my name is Trina. Hi, um, Trina. I just had, hi. I just had a question about the young lady that was on the radio station a few weeks back, and she, she was needing signatures, and I wanted mm. to know if she had have reached her goal so they are still yep that was raven rajel and let me let me text her but i know that they have to go through a certification process where they have to count them all and it takes a little time uh yeah she was on with about two weeks ago i think and i don't know if they are done counting just yet but good question i will check and throw that out when i find out all right, thank you. Thank you. 317-634-1075. 317-634-1075. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Martin Luther King's booty call. Larry. 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 I'm going to have to pull you to the side like I do with the kids on the bus. We're going to have to have a little talk. We're going to talk later. We ain't going to talk in front of everybody else. We ain't going to talk in front of company. But when we get all the kids to school... I'm going to talk to you like I do on the bus. When we get all the kids to school, I need you to sit right here. You and me, we're going to talk. And then we let you go inside for breakfast. All right. That's enough of Larry for today. Uh, so how about we do some caller on line four? Let's try that. Caller on line four. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Can you, hey, this is John. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, talk up for me. You're a little low. Okay, this is John. Hey, look here. I dropped off that package uh, a couple months ago to you, and you said you're mm -hmm, mm hmm It's there. I know exactly who this is. Go ahead. Okay, now, check this out. If you can't help me out, uh, leave that security desk for me, because, see, I, 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 I got a pretty good case, especially against what that what the judge pulled down there. I ain't going to get into detail, but you know what I'm talking about, because yep, yep. this is over, right? Because, yep. see, I, I, I did some other investigation, and uh, I think there's you know, the judge, uh, you know, uh, she, she's wrong, and there's proof all that to pull the transcript of the, of the court procedure. I'll send you back my thoughts on that because I did talk with a couple different people uh, in the newsroom about it who all reviewed it. Um, I'll send you back an email. You, you said you did? or you? Did? No, I will. I will. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Uh, could you leave that up at the security desk for me? Then? I sure can. 
Okay, I'll pick it up one day next week. Thanks anyway, Cameron. Yeah, let me know what text me, let me know what what y'all thought about it. But like I said, I, I can go further because I think I did some other investigation on my own dealing with that situation and I'm not the only one. Okay. All right, we'll do. I'll follow up with you. Thanks for the call, I man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. No problem. Thanks. All right. Uh coming up here on the show. Uh, he is now the new IMPD uh, chief. You remember at first he said, I'll just be acting chief. I'm good with serving the city of Indianapolis in any way I can, but I don't want the job permanently. And then a couple of weeks later, we're doing a swearing in ceremony for Chris Bailey to become uh, chief of IMPD. So why did he decide to make that change? Well, actually, he's calling my cell phone right now. Um, so let's go to commercial break and then we will be on with IMPD chief uh, Chris Bailey once we get him on the uh, other line. Brandon, let's take a break. Let's pay all the bills, do one big one, and we'll come back with more open lines after this. We are back here on Open Lines on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9 on this All-Star Sunday morning. Uh, thank you for all the calls for the first half of the show. Even Larry, y'all are texting me about Larry. Somebody said, write Larry up when you get to school. Yeah, we're going to write Larry up. He might have to go sit down for a little while. Open Lines here on this Sunday morning. For the first time now, he has... A new position. Uh, we've had him on the show before. We've seen we see him on the news. We've seen him in the, in the community for years as he's been a deputy chief of IMPD. But uh, he has now taken a promotion to be the new uh, top cop, as they say, at IMPD. The new chief of police is Chris Bailey. He joins us on our live line right now. Chief Bailey. How does that sound? Chief Bailey, you like that? <laughs> it sounds pretty good, but give me a couple months and then I'll then we'll talk again. <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> well, let's start with, you know, we had you, uh, you know, you were all on the news. We I mean, we all thought behind the scenes it's going to be uh, Chris Bailey. He's, he's going to be the next guy to be chief. But then you said that wasn't what you wanted at the time and you were fine with being acting uh, chief until 
Um, you know, uh, Mayor Hogsett found a, a permanent replacement. You said, hey, I'm not going anywhere, but I'll serve IMPD in any capacity that the city needs me to. How do we go from there to we're doing a swearing in for Chief Chris Bailey? Uh, it was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, prayer and deliberation internally for me. And then, you know, I, when I took the time to really talk to my family, they were very supportive and a little disappointed that I had initially told them, uh, the mayor, that I wasn't interested. And then over the course of a four-week period, uh, being out in the community and talking with our officers and professional staff, I got a lot of support. And uh, I think the, the Lord uh, spoke to me and told me this is where I needed to be. And so I listened, which I don't always do mm-hmm. to that, uh, um, <laughs> to that. And so I told the mayor, I don't know, this work, this week's been a whirlwind. So last right. week that if, uh, if he wanted to uh, consider me that I, I would be willing to do it after consultation with a lot of different people. Uh, I know uh, I saw you on TV mm-hmm. saying that one of the people who really helped convince you uh, was your daughter. It was something that, that she said, can you, what did she say? Dad, there, this is a promotion. What did you know about this check that they're giving? What, what was it that made you, that she said that was like, all right, she's right. Well, you know, that she was really my primary uh, concern. My wife has been a rock and steadfast for me throughout um, the last 17 years that we've been married and she's always been hundred percent supportive of whatever it is that I, that I wanted to do. But being a 15 year old, in high school and the pressures that that go along with being a a 15 year old and uh, always being on social media. And she's very busy with volleyball, whether it's high school or uh, club travel there in St. Louis right now, as a matter of fact, playing, Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt that. And I also didn't want to be, uh, you know, an embarrassment to her or a, uh, you know, a, a talking point when inevitably uh, something's going to happen, and I'll, I'll be criticized or challenged in in in, in the in the public or mm-hmm. in social media. And I didn't want that burden to specifically fall on her. Mm-hmm. I have a 22 year old son who's perfectly capable of taking care of himself, and 11 year old who, you know, is not on those things. And you know, but in our conversation, she just told me that that she knows who I am, she knows the dad I am, the man I am, and that uh, she knows how much this city means to me and this department and, and what this job has meant to me over, over these 25 years. And, uh, that she wanted, uh, she wanted me to do it and that she was concerned about all that. She could handle it and, uh, wasn't really concerned what people says. Very, very, uh, mature from a 15 year old, uh, statements. Now she said it in her own way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I adulted that conversation a little bit, but, uh, she, she, uh, she laid it to me straight in an hour and a half drive down to Louisville for volleyball, and it got me thinking. And then the interim tag over those four weeks, the, the response I've gotten from people in the community and the department uh, is what put it over the top. Well, I'm glad you told that uh, story and explained it that way because, yes, you are in, in the public eye. And I'm sure when, the, when we open the phone lines, folks are going to start – they're going to have something to say regardless, either way. And I think oftentimes people forget, one, that uh, even the chief of police is human and has a family. And these things affect uh, not just you, but affect your family <laughs> and what, what your kids are hearing, what your wife is hearing. It is a it is a, a, a big it's a monumental task. And so I think people forget how much you're giving up when you decide, hey, I'm going to be a city leader of any kind, but especially uh, a chief of police of a large city. 
Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And we are we are human. I'm human, um, and uh, you know th- those things will be those things will be said. There will be criticisms, and but you know what I'm trying to go at it as is I can't take it personal. Mm-hmm. I understand it's the position that you know uh, with this job comes great responsibilities, and with that comes the, the accountability and, and criticism along with it. So, but I. I I don't want to take it personal. I'm not going to take it personal. I know that uh, I have a job to do and that whatever decision I make in certain circumstances, someone's going to be happy about it and someone's going to be upset about it. What I have to focus on is doing what's right, what is right at the right time for the right reasons in the right way. And uh, if I have that, let that guide my decision-making, then you know, I, I think I, I can handle the, the criticism that's going to come my way because I, even in four years as an assistant chief, the decisions that I've been a part of uh, in conjunction with Chief, chief Taylor, uh, internally or externally, uh, someone's always been uh, upset at that decision. But uh, rest assured, I'm not going to take it personal. I want to hear what people have to say. I'll listen to it. We may not always agree, but at the end of the day, we can walk we can walk out of the room or walk out of a meeting and, and shake hands and be friends because. I think that's that's what's missing in our society right now is that there's so everyone's so polarized and everyone's so my opinion's the only one that matters mm-hmm. and if you don't if you don't take on my opinion then then there's something wrong with you or you're you're this or you're that. Well I I'm not going to operate that way that's not how I'm going to live my life. Um the the world is gray and not black and white and if we can find the way to come together in the middle I guarantee we'll find better answers than thinking that uh, my answer on the far one side or the other is, is the right way to do it. We're on the air this morning live with our new permanent <clears throat> police chief, Chris Bailey, um, who is on our live line right now. We welcome you to ask your questions, respectfully, of course, uh, to uh, our new chief, who is not new at all to Indianapolis or new to you, but in this new position. So uh, there's a, a different a different level of questions that he's probably going to get, and you are welcome to ask them at 317-634-1075, 317-634-1075. That is our new number here at the radio station. Chief, let's talk short term real quick. Obviously, it's a very uh, busy week in Indianapolis, a very busy week end. Um, we've obviously seen uh, a increased level of security being what happened just last, well, earlier this week in Kansas City at the Super Bowl uh, parade. So, of course, now the biggest sporting event in the world happening is right now in Indianapolis. Uh, how are things going from a public safety standpoint? Well, let me tell you, it's been a great, great weekend. Uh, I spent the entire day out yesterday into the uh, late hours last night, and downtown was alive. There were tens of thousands of people uh, walking through Circle Center Mall in the crossover experience inside the convention center, concerts mm-hmm. in the convention center. And of course, last night, the NBA Saturday night uh, with the dunk contest and three-point contest, which was spectacular. And the drones, uh, drone show after was unbelievable. Uh, everyone is uh, happy and being have, and uh, it's very busy downtown, and our offices are very busy. It was cold. Uh, last night, and they had to spend a lot of time out uh, in intersections and trying to keep pedestrians and cars moving because there were so many people downtown. But uh, specifically downtown and, and the events at, at Lucas Oil and Bank and Gainbridge, excuse me, uh, are going really well. The crossover experience has, was packed. If you haven't had an opportunity to go down and visit in there, I, I would highly encourage you to do that today. It's the last day. 
but so far, so good. And uh, I'm very proud of uh, the city, our officers, our community who have really stepped up and done what's necessary to make Indianapolis the shining a star once again on the world stage. Yeah, you know what? And while we're on that subject, I mean, Indianapolis has really uh, been looking good on the national stage. Just when you, if you've driven downtown or you walk through downtown, other cities don't put this kind of effort into making it feel like there's a particular event that is happening. And when you come downtown, you cannot not know that the all-star event is happening here in Indianapolis, whether it be the signage that I'm looking out uh, at the window here on Monument Circle or uh, the all of the artwork that is on buildings, you name it. And even just watching a little bit of uh, uh, the game on TNT, even the, the shots that they show of Indianapolis just show how good uh, the city looks. And so, yes, potholes and all, snow and all, we still look good. <laughs> the snow probably filled in some potholes, so we'll be okay until next week when it uh, warms back up and those yeah. potholes break again. Uh, Chief, before we go to the phones, let me uh, ask you this question because other folks are going to ask it anyway. Uh, what kind of chief, what kind of leadership uh, should we expect out of a chief, Chris Bailey? Well, first of all, it, it has to be collaborative. Um, we have to work together if we're going to solve or at least attempt to solve these complex problems that we have uh, in our community. It's not going to be solved by uh, the police department alone specific to, to violence. Uh, we have to continue to improve our community relations and reach out more and do more to uh, to build trust and legitimacy in our community because when we when we do that when we're working and walking hand in hand the community is safer the police are safer we're able to, to bring uh, closure to uh, cases and, and and for victims families uh, when when there's a there's a trust level with the police and so you know with 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 having two assistant chiefs my goal is to be out in the community and in our department in different places more uh, than I have been in the last four uh, four years as the assistant chief, uh, so focused on um, all the, the I, won't, I won't use the word chaos, but it, it has been very, it has been extremely difficult to be in law enforcement the last four years mm-hmm. for, for a lot of different reasons. And so we were very reactive uh, over the last four years, specifically in 2020, 2021, and most of 2022. And so now it's time for us to be proactive. It's time for us to be proactive uh, in the community, it's time for us to be proactive within our uh, department to make uh, cultural changes and, and uh, seismic shifts to our agency that are going to uh, last uh, long into the, the future is my hope. And so that's where Chief Cummings and Chief Wally are going to help me uh, steer that ship internally so that I can go out and be uh, visible in the community and, and be collaborative and work together to, to start to work on these complex problems that we all face. Now, has it, sat in, has it set in yet that um, now when people are asking you a question, you are the one who gets the final say? It's not, hey, let me, let me go check. Oh, so wait, no, no, that's, that's my decision to make. Okay, hang on, let me give you an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's, it is a little bit different. I'm, I'm used to walking down the hallway and saying, hey, boss, this is, uh, this is, the, this is the direction I think we want to go. I've talked to everybody. What, what are your thoughts? And, and now it's people coming to me saying, Hey, this is what we think we should do, and this is what needs to be done, and, and we need to make a decision. So, it's not quite all uh, set in yet, but it's definitely something I'm very aware of that uh, the buck stops at the end of the second floor mm-hmm. hallway 
uh, and not at the other end, uh, or, or yeah, not the opposite mm-hmm, of how, how mm-hmm, it's been for me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phones. 317-634-1075, 317-634-1075. On the air this morning with our new permanent chief, Chris Bailey. Let's go to line two. Caller, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. I just got a question for the new chief. All right, be brief for me. I am. I'm going to be brief. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get some kind of understanding as the uh, police department being the employer uh, are you going to address your officers as far as uh, respecting the public? Uh, you know, because I've been stopped a few times and officers were really pretty nasty. And so it kind of brings me to a person getting stopped in a traffic situation and then end up dead. Uh, how does that process work between the city and the union? Uh, I've been in union. How does that process work as far as you guys hiring people? and setting aside different rules for those officers that do uh, commit crimes when they're chasing a traffic person or something like that. I just want to know because I'm 64 years old, and it's kind of hard for me to obey anyone just like you disregard some of the things that the Lord tells you to do. So that's my question. What is the process? of hiring people to become police officers. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Paul. Well, we, we certainly don't want to hear that, that, that there are negative encounters with people in the community, uh, especially with just being flat out rude and disrespectful. Um, I, uh, I highly suggest that that occurs that you ask for a supervisor immediately uh, and, uh, and then also file a formal complaint with the citizens police complaint office. Uh, the good news now is that we have body-worn cameras and every uh, traffic stop interaction is supposed to be uh, recorded on that. And so we have a clear understanding of what that interaction was like, and then we can take appropriate action. As far as hiring is concerned, uh, hiring on this police department, uh, firing, promotion, demotion, and and, and the, discipline, and the uh, review of the disciplinary process is done by the civilian Police Merit Board. So seven members of our community sit on a board appointed by the mayor, the council, and then elected by the uh, members of the agency sit on a board. They review all the persons who want to be police officers, their backgrounds. They go through psychological testing. They go through a polygraph examination. And so everyone's background is reviewed. And then after those reviews are complete, then they, the citizens of the city, make the determination whether or not that person is going to be hired as a police police officer. And then it's our responsibility, uh, once they're hired, um, they to, to teach them how we want them to treat our community, uh, c- customer service, and then hold them accountable for the rules. Uh, when you hire here, you're on probation uh, until a year after you complete your field training. So over a year after you're hired for another year on probation, the chief of police has the authority to terminate you um, for cause uh, without going to a merit board. After that year, you become a, what's called a merit employee, and this is spelled out in law. This not, uh, has nothing to do with the union, uh, but it's spelled out in law, and then the chief can only make a recommendation for termination, and the citizens on that board make the decision whether or not someone's uh, employment is terminated. All right, 317-634-1075, 317-634-1075. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Good morning. Hi. Uh, 
I have a question. Go for it. Uh, how is the chief going to ensure a couple of weeks ago there were two Caucasian women that were killed on the far east side? Mm-hmm. That was about two to three weeks ago. Within a matter of probably about three weeks ago, that case was solved. How are the how the chief and his committee going to take that same approach in finding the killer of those Caucasian women and put it with the brown and the black women that are still missing? That's a good question. Thank you very much. Let's let the chief answer that one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand that question and I get it 100%, but each one of the, each, each uh, murder in our city has a unique set of facts and circumstances and different things that drive where that case goes. Uh, one is video evidence and uh, uh, forensic evidence, eyewitness uh, cooperation or community cooperation. Um, all those things uh, play a part in how we can solve a case. And, you know, this isn't 10 years ago, um, certainly isn't 20 years ago. Juries and our our, our partners at the prosecutor's office um, require more and more from, from the department in order to um, solve and take cases to the next level, whether it's charging or conviction. Um, simple you know, testimony from an officer isn't enough to get the ball cross, across the line to get charges filed. And so uh, additionally, in that particular case, there was the potential that we had someone that was randomly killing people on the east side. And so it was a co- incumbent on us. Um, uh, to get the word out what was happening. And if we had a person that was randomly killing people, regardless of the color of their skin, then you will, you can expect the, uh, the same type of reaction because that's somebody that we have to stop uh, immediately. Most homicides are things that happen in the heat of the moment. Um, usually conflict, conflictual is what we're finding is that people, just like last night, people get in fights at, at a bar and the next thing you know, someone pulls out a gun and shoots. And so, um, that that's going to that that one's going to be solved when we have eyewitnesses that step up, or if we have clear, convincing video that'll lead us that way. Um, so forensic evidence may it may not get us to where we need to be in that particular case. So each one of these things had its own set of circumstances. They should all be treated the exact same way. We have to find a way to increase the resources at the Marion County Forensic Services Agency. They are uh, they they need some help in getting more technicians and are able to process firearms. Uh, ballistics and uh, DNA so that we can get more of these cases solved. But every one of these cases are important to us. I can promise you that our detectives choose to be in homicide. They care about the work that they do. Um, They follow the evidence uh, wherever that may lead, and they work at the case until there's nowhere else to work. So that's my commitment is that we'll continue to, to do just that. All right. 317-634-1075. Caller on line four. Good morning. Who's this? William Oliver, how you doing? I'm good. Good morning. Yes, I want to congratulate the chief. Thank you very much, uh, chief, for taking that position. Uh, I hate to see uh, Chief Keller go, but I'm happy that you succeeded him. Uh, I want to go back a couple of years to prior to the signing of the uh, permittance to carry. Uh, there was some reaction all around the state from various police chiefs opposing that uh, that bill that the mayor that the governor's going to sign, and I and some others were in favor of uh, supporting those police chiefs that was advising the governor, including the superintendent of state police, not to sign, that, that was not a good thing to do. So my question is, uh, our reaction to the public 
to that, had there been a spike uh, with the reaction to to permit us to carry uh, from police officers encountering persons that probably should not have a weapon, but they do. I'd like to hear your reaction to that. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I wrote an op-ed in the Indy Star during that time uh, about my opposition to uh, the permitless carry bill um, and, uh, you know, express my concern to legislatures about what that what that could have what, what that could mean. Uh, some of that has has played out the way that I, I thought it would is that, that uh, people, whether they're prohibited or not, are carrying weapons that they probably wouldn't have carried prior to that that uh, that bill being passed. And now the, the burden is on the government to prove that they're not a uh, prohibited person rather than the person having the responsibility to, to show us that, that, that they are, meaning that they had to have a permit in, in the past. So you never had to have a permit to carry around an AK-47 or a, a AR-15, but a handgun that you did. So uh, we saw a spike over the two-year period of accidental shootings as more people have weapons and are unfamiliar with how to use them, how to store them, how to clean them. Um, they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're being available to, to our youth who are, are accidentally shooting themselves. So there are some issues, so we're trying to – we've adjusted our training. We want to continue to communicate with the community about what they can do when they have a weapon, when they work the police, uh, so that we don't have tragic circumstances. And, Councillor Oliver, thank you for your service to the city. You're a good man, and you did a lot of good for our city, too. Thank you so much. Uh, Chief Bailey, as we get ready to sign off, um, first of all, let me say thank you for continuing what's been a, a good working relationship uh, and tradition on mm-hmm. IMPD of being responsive to media requests. Uh, Chief Taylor was great about that, and Roach, and um, all those uh, before him in my time have, have been uh, good, bad, or ugly, show up, and will come on the show and ask questions of me, and of course, anybody who picks up the phone and calls as well, uh, which is something that does not happen in a lot of other cities uh, where they can't get a hold of the uh, chief of police and the police administration. So I'm glad to see that continues, and I hope that that will continue throughout your time as um, chief. Outside of this, how can people uh, get in touch with you or your office if they need something? Well, you know, I don't know my top, my my, <laughs> my cell phone, my desk number off the top of my head, but you can always email me at Christopher.Bailey at uh, Indy.gov, and uh, I will be responsive. And our website, there's the chief's office phone number. It'll go right to my assistant, and uh, she can uh, get in touch with me, and I'm uh, then I'll, I'll be happy to respond. Well, Chief, we want to thank you for your time and uh, wish you and, and everyone uh, who is working today uh, a safe day and to stay warm as uh, we have a lot of visitors in town for uh, All-Star Weekend and all eyes are on Indianapolis. But thank you for covering some time out uh, to start your week and uh, come on Open Lines and talk with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Cameron. Thank you for all you do in the community. Uh, you're a trusted voice and uh, the respect you carry is immense. So I'm, I'm honored that, that you allowed me to be on here today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. I'm just a bus driver who they let have a radio show on Sundays. It's You're not just a bus driver. No way. <laughs> thank no you way. so much. Thank you. We will, we will see you soon. Take uh, care. All right. That's going to do it, you guys, for this edition of Open Lines. Uh, we are back. Same time, same station. Uh, right here on WTLC and Hot 100.9 next Sunday, live today. We're going to talk some more black history uh, next week as we get ready to close out the month. Tell you some things that you didn't know.
about Indianapolis. That's been happening right under your nose the entire time. I got some experts lined up who are going to enlighten us on Indianapolis history. Hey, I will see you tomorrow morning starting at 5 a.m. on CBS 4 and at 4 a.m. on Fox 59. I'm Indy's newsman Cameron Rudd. I'll be back here next Sunday, live at 8.